This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome to TMZ Live. Harvey Levin here. Courtney here. Charles will be back tomorrow. Thank you for joining Thank me you for today. Having me. Um, we got to start with Kyle Richards. This was quite the weekend for her, um, and not necessarily all in a good way. Uh, she was at BravoCom in Las Vegas, uh, and she said something that is really, really interesting. So um, she was talking about the year that she had and that it's been difficult. Now, remember, Kyle has always said that we are not divorcing, at least right now. This is not about divorce. We have separated. Yep. He said the same thing. They have both been hard bent that, that they're just separated, no divorce. They're trying to work through it. They don't know what it is. They're just separated. Don't say, don't call it divorce. And that's what we've been told. That's been the drumbeat now for, mm -hmm. I think, almost months. two months. Yeah. So listen very carefully as Kyle describes the difficulty of this year, the word that she uses to describe what's going on with her and Mauricio. Listen to this. I've gone through a lot this last year that it does change you, you know, losing my best friend, suicide changed me and went through my divorce, all that, but it's made me stronger, but it definitely changes you as a person. Is there any chance, do you think, for a reconciliation between you guys or was that kind of like the nail on the coffin? Listen, I just take a day at a time right now. I'm, I'm grateful that we get along so well and that we love each other very much and we're putting our family first, you know, we're still living together under the same roof and uh, I'm, I'm proud of the way that we're navigating through this. It sounds like she didn't even know she said it in the moment. Uh, she did not know. It will, like, yeah, it just like came off so like natural and she, she like just kept she going. She had no idea. Our sources, and we have good ones on this, uh, our sources say she had absolutely no idea or recollection that she used the word divorce. That is not a word that you inadvertently use. No. It's just not. She was a part of a panel with the other Beverly Hills Housewives, uh, also on Saturday, and uh, someone had asked her, you know, where they stand and all of that, and she got very emotional. She broke down on stage. You can tell this is really taking a toll on them. What's interesting is she also had mentioned how she doesn't want her and Mauricio's fights to appear on camera. There are a lot of people fans of the Housewives shows that have speculated that her and Mauricio might be doing this for a storyline because they were both uh, respectively filming their reality shows at the time when the separation news came out. But it is very clear that this, I think, is not just for a storyline. This is real life. And, you know, like she said, there are kids involved in this in this mess. If this was a storyline, the storyline is we're separated but haven't decided. She used the word divorce. When you use that word, that's not the storyline that they've been generating for two months. No, that's not at all. This was the very first time that they've ever said it. When our two fab reporters sent this clip in, I knew that this was going to change Bravo history yet again, because it's been 15 years of like their marriage, how strong it is. And they've been so adamant, they're not getting divorced. We are working Well, it could have been, this. I mean, 15 years ago, it's gonna be different than it is today. I know, but even like last season, she was like, no, there's nothing wrong with me and Mauricio. And she kept doing that, even with, through now, through the separation, nothing's wrong, we're working through it. And then she said divorce, and it's like, we knew it, you slipped up. Like, what do you do now?
You have to own it, right? I mean, it, it sounds like that they are looking at divorce. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. You don't use that word um, just inadvertently no. and then not even realize you used it. So um, she was on this panel, as Brendan said, uh, last night, um, and you can just see that it all just got to her. We are all on your side. We are so in your corner. I just want to say that, you know, a lot of people think, you know, like, what, what are you doing? Just pull together, fix everything. Obviously, that's what I want. Um, this is not my idea of my fairy tale, clearly. <laughs> you know, but um, I'm sorry. I just, uh, I, thank you. Anyway, I do appreciate, uh, thank you. <laughs> anyway, I do appreciate all your, um, your, your support. Well, and you do feel for her because if you remember, we also put up a story on Sunday morning that Mauricio was out again with Emma Slater, his Dancing with the Stars partner. Mauricio got eliminated last week, so they're like, there's no reason why they need to be out going to a club together in K in Korea. Well, there is a there is a reason. Well, there is a reason, <laughs> but that probably killed her because you know she probably woke up, saw those headlines, then had to go on a panel and talk about it. And I'm sure that's why she was also crying to see that. So she was really upset, remember, a week ago when he was holding hands with her yeah. before they got eliminated, and now they denied it, said it was nothing, that they were just out as like dance partners. They said that there was nothing going on, and now they're out again together. And this is like a hot spot right now in LA. Yes, it is a prime spot to go to. It is a great date night. You have so much fun there. Okay, we're not advertising. Uh. <laughs> uh, Brendan, you were saying? Well, I was just gonna mention, I mean, also the fact that he's got like his hand uh, on her back at one point, like just the chemistry between them. I think there is more, even though he's saying that they're just friends and we're dancing partners, I do feel like we're gonna keep seeing him and Emma out and they can't use the excuse now that they're on the show because they've been kicked off the show. So it makes you wonder, moving forward, what's the narrative they're gonna lay up if they're not dating? Well, yeah, what did he tell together. Kyle? Yeah, what did he tell Kyle when those photos came out? They're clearly still living but together. But, but I will say this, if they really are divorcing, which, uh -huh. which Kyle said, yeah. if they really are, why can't he go out with somebody? Because they don't want it to be public yet. They're still trying to navigate it. It sounds like, else she would have used divorce a long time ago. But she used it this time. They know what's going on. And if this is really what's going on, mm -hmm. she has, he has a right to live his life too. Yeah, but she didn't want to use that word divorce. But she did. She did. <laughs> Hi, this is Whitney from Atlantic City, New Jersey. And I know with everything going on with Morgan Wade and Emma Slater, it just feels like this is something that's been brewing for a long time. It's not something new. However, marriage is so hard and they're in the public spotlight. And even though she said divorce, it might feel like one and maybe it is foreshadowing, but it probably just feels that way. So she has every right to be sad. And listen, like she's never going to not love Mauricio. Like he's the father of her children. So I feel for her. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, 27 years of marriage. 100%. Uh, okay, we are going to uh, go across the country uh, to New York City where Taylor Swift uh, has a new addition to the squad. So they all went out to dinner, this squad thing. I, I love it. I want to be a part of the squad. It looks so much fun. Oh, Sophie God. Turner's there. Gigi Hadid's there. Brittany Mahomes is there. The new addition that you keep saying, but it's not that new of an, of an addition. 
They've been out together before. You guys, this was the ultimate girl group. They were out in New York over the weekend. Um, but yeah, kind of like Courtney said, Cara Delevingne was there. Sophie Turner, who Taylor has been standing by uh, during her divorce with Joe Jonas. Um, Brittany Mahomes, I think a lot of people were wondering, like, are they really that close of friends? And now we've seen them hanging out several times. So it seems like maybe this is a test to Brittany's character. And no matter what you think of Brittany, obviously Taylor finds her fun enough to invite for a girls' night out. But I just love the fact that they all walked out of there holding hands, like embracing. Oh, Ugh, love Selena. This is the only thing I don't like about Taylor Swift. Why? She's going out. I know. I love Taylor Swift. I think she's a great singer, a great performer. She's an incredible business person. Okay. I, I admire her so much. I can't. I, the squad thing. It's like. But what do you no, want no, no, to do? Because you know what you, you, you know what the game is. That somebody is, you know, all of a sudden rises to a certain level and suddenly they're a member of the squad. Then they go down from that level and they're no longer a member of the squad. No. I, do you really like that? Do you yes. really like that? She has different groups of friends. She's diverse. You know, she can diverse. do whatever. Gigi yes. Hadid, famous. Selena Gomez, famous. Cara Delevingne, famous. <laughs> but it's got to be hard to relate to Taylor Swift, right? So the so only Brittany, people that so are Brittany relate Mahomes to her is relating. So Brittany yes. Mahomes is relating. Yes, she's dating one of the most famous, po or married to one of the most famous football players ever. Charlie, she's Thank Charlie. You. She's she's known Brittany Mahomes for three weeks. Come on, Charlie. But they're but that's, but Harvey, that's how girls are. We have fast friends, and look, friends come friends go but right now they are enjoying each other's company and there's nothing wrong with this i mean taylor's obviously getting to know travis kelsey still and what's a better way to get to know him than his co-worker's wife that's known him for a long time too it, yeah. it's great the world's going to hell so oh you know, my god i guess the fact the fact that they all went to zero bond is fine you know that you wished you could have been there uh trust me no. I do. I'm very jealous. <laughs> hey, how y'all doing? It's X-Man. X-Man stay balling out there. This is this is a crazy situation, but I like it because you're keeping the wives together, and we know there's about to be some plays drawn up during these dinners. <laughs> and it's about to be some plays drawn up these dinners, and it's going to be a Super Bowl trip. I love it, man. Bring the wives together. Let's discuss this game plan, how we can get these wins. I love it. I think they yes. should go out every week. Wait a minute. Brittany Mahomes and Taylor Swift are deciding how the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. They should. Hey, they should. Hey, keep, keep it going. I'll yeah. say, <laughs> oh I'll say I love it because it's a lot of playmaking going on. Oh, yes. I love it. Send this man a t-shirt. Oh, I'm with him. God. <laughs> Welcome back to TMZ Live. So, um... Matthew Perry's funeral was held on uh, Friday. And frankly, I was, I was surprised. Um, I thought this was gonna be a huge event because he's had so many people you know, in his orbit who loved him. There were only about 20, 25 people it there. It was so small. Um, this was at Forest Lawn, um, which actually um, Warner Brothers overlooks Forest Lawn uh, and Warner Brothers is where Friends was shot. So there's some meaning to that. That's Keith, I believe Keith Morrison yeah, standing his, there. Yeah, and his stepdad That's and his, stepdad. his parents were both there. Um, and the, and the, um, his co-stars from Friends um, all showed up as well. Um, but there were only 20, 25 people. It was a very intimate, small... Su super intimate. I think that just kind of shows you just how close uh, this Friends cast was that, like you guys said, I mean, it really was just his 
you know, parents and intermediate family, yet they were all there. And I think it kind of just goes to show, you know, throughout, I know it was a big thing during the negotiations for their contracts, how they all kind of looked out for each other and were super close and, you know, all of them showed up at his funeral. Yeah, and you know, it's funny, if you read Matthew Perry's mm -hmm. book, he talks a lot about how the cast supported him. I mean, they knew something was going on. Again, his weight fluctuated wildly. They knew. My recollection from the book was in particular, Jennifer Aniston yeah. knew and was reaching out to help him. So they were very, very, very close. Well, the whole entire story came back up again with how much money they were making, getting made. Because at season two, Rachel and Ross, that was like the big thing, David and like Jennifer Aniston, they were getting paid more. But then season three, they wanted them to get paid even more. But it was David Schwimmer that like went, it was like, no, we have to pay it all the same. And Matthew Perry always says like, I don't think that like, he goes, I like to think I would be able to do that. But as a 25 year old, not taking more money and making sure everyone gets paid more. He goes, David did that. David's like the reason why. And I think that contributes to why Friends was such a great success because they were all in the same playing field and they all did look out for each other. They did look out for each it other. Was, and I got to say something else. It's it, one of the things that really is different about the cast of Friends from just about every other show. Look, we, you know, we put videos up a lot on our website and we show it on TV, you know, of celebrities who go out to dinner and we'll catch them here and there. When a show is over, you don't see that, that they're as tight-knit anymore. They go no. off and they do their own things. Not the Friends cast. Nope. We see, you know, Lisa Kudrow and Courtney Cox and Jennifer Aniston That's out a lot. That's how Jennifer Aniston launched her Instagram page was a picture of them three. Like, she, like, they always hang out together. They all have each other's back all throughout these, like, years. And, and it's been 20 years, and yeah. yet they, they remained so tight. So, you know, this is a family member dying. This is not, you know, a situation where, oh, yeah, it was a guy that I worked with and loved. They are family, mm -hmm. and you know you felt it if you read Matthew Perry's book, but you also feel it when you hear um, or read, you know what the co-stars said about them. Hi, I'm Jane. I'm in New York City, and I'm just so heartbroken by his death. And I live in New York City, and my dream is to sort of have this friend's experience. And you could just tell that their friendship is more than just what you saw on camera. And I think the funeral really shows that. And I just think it's so beautiful and I, I wish she could have been around longer because all I want to know is what, you know, Chandler and Monica are doing right now. You know, I got to say, you know. I just want to say one thing. I think, you know, just shout out to the producers, the executive producers of that show because they not only cast great actors, but they cast people who connected in a way mm -hmm. that you don't really see on other shows and that connection lived on the screen. Yeah, it was, like you saw, that's why it was the success that it was because yeah. their connection was so strong and so close. It felt like they were just having fun and actually just hanging out as friends on set. And, and you don't get that with casting because what you're looking for are great actors and sometimes they hate each other. Yes, well they're all trying to like one up each other it feels like now and this- And they did the opposite. Yeah, it, really, it was beautiful. It's really, really amazing. Okay, uh, we are gonna move on to something totally <laughs> different. So uh, there has been a huge change on The Simpsons, um, and that change has to do with Homer and Bart, that one of the things that Homer would sometimes do is choke Bart. <laughs> and um, they have decided, well, you'll hear for yourself from Homer himself. 
Can I get a test drive in front of everyone I went to high school with? Of course. Whoa, that's quite a grip. See, Marge? Strangling the boy has paid off. Just kidding. I don't do that anymore. Times have changed. So there you go. Homer is no longer strangling Bart, or at least that's what fans <laughs> are perceiving from this. Uh, I should just note that the show has actually been kind of pivoting away from Homer strangling Bart. There was an episode a few seasons ago where he like acknowledged this specifically. He went to like therapy, and then like later in the episode when he tried strangling Bart, he realized that he couldn't do it anymore. But then in later seasons, he continued to strangle Bart. Now it seems like they're actually closing the book on him choking him out. And I gotta say, I'm kind of disappointed. I miss, I like the old Homer choking Bart out, you know? It was a running gag on the show. People liked it. It was funny, and now, you know, some are saying they're Disney and The Simpsons are, you know, going woke as it as it were. So I know it's kind of like disappointing. People know that they don't get their parenting advice from The Simpsons. So it's like people knew it. Have like fun with it. I don't understand what the big issue you, is. You, I under You know what it reminds me of? I mean, I, I don't know if you guys, you guys may be too young to even know this. Um, married so. with children. You know, it's like mm. there were so many of these shows where, you know, everybody was so kumbaya as they, they lived as a family with the mother and the father and the kids and everything else. But Al Bundy and, kept it real. And I, they kept I it know real. Married with children very <laughs> real, yes. Al Bundy kept it real. And, and they did things that were politically incorrect all yeah. over that show, yet it was a hit and nobody thought, okay, we're going to mimic them. And mm -hmm. Roseanne did the same thing. And, you know, and now it's like you, everybody gets straight-jacketed, so you can't have a cartoon even that goes broader than what is socially acceptable. Hello, my name is Shay from Houston, Texas. So this whole theory about them trying to pivot from what really made The Simpsons, you know, it's a very edgy show. It was way before, you know, their competitors like Family Guy, for, exist, for example. And I would hope in the next year or so that we don't hear The Simpsons are canceled for this type of behavior. So I think just stay the course and just stick to what got them the popularity they got, so. Well, they're pulling back a little bit. Mm -hmm. Look, I mean, if, <laughs> if you have not seen the surge of anti-Semitism, and I want to put an asterisk there because we're going to get back to it in a second, um, then you have not been looking at anything because it is rampant in this country and around the world. When you have um, a, a thousand Australians chanting, gas the Jews, and you've got um, countries where people are storming an El Al airplane to pull passengers off the plane, uh, you know it's going on. So um, there is a woman, Montana Tucker, who is trying to combat some of this um, in the, on the platform where a lot of this seems to be bubbling to the surface, and that is TikTok. Mm -hmm. And TikTok um, is influencing a whole lot of people, letting them know it is cool uh, to voice uh, your feeling about anti-Semitism in this world, uh, and she wants something done about it. She is, among other things, a professional dancer. She is a huge TikTok influencer with millions of people following her. Uh, and she is joining us right now. Montana, welcome to TMZ Live. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Hi. We appreciate it. So um, why don't we get into kind of the core issue here, that TikTok seems to be a cauldron 
for a lot of anti-Semitism right now. So can you kind of describe the scope of all of that? Yes, TikTok and social media in general, especially for the younger generation, is calling for an extreme amount of anti-Semitism. I started off on the platform as just a dancer, singer, actress. And about a year ago, I posted a Holocaust educational series. Both my grandparents are Holocaust survivors. And I posted it on the platforms called How to Never Forget. And, you know, I did this about a year ago and the hate I received then was tremendous. But the hate now that it's becoming even more viral and more popular to be anti-Semitic. And it's not just about Israel versus Palestine now. This is just anti-Semitism in general. And especially with the younger generations, we're seeing it on the college campuses. And then these videos are being shared to the platform. We're seeing anytime I ever post about anything having to do with combating anti-Semitism, all forms of hate, talking about Israel, all the comments on there are all talking about your grandparents deserve to die and now it's your turn or, you know, writing really, really hateful and extreme, extremely terrible anti-Semitic comments. And it doesn't feel safe uh, to be a Jewish creator on these platforms these days because it's very, very, very scary right now. And it's not, again, it's not just about Israel and Palestine now. Now it's about this hate towards the Jewish people and anti-Semitism in general. So you're saying that you're seeing it on multiple platforms, but is it mostly just because the TikTok letter, it's only to TikTok. So is it mostly on there that you're seeing it or is it also on like on Facebook and Instagram? Like, why do you feel like it's just so much about TikTok, like what you're seeing? I think TikTok specifically because of the For You page. I think TikTok is very, very scary because of whatever their algorithm is. It is forwarding these anti-Semitic videos to millions of people. And that's what... I, they even had a statistic about the hashtag of, of free Palestine or the hashtag uh, Hitler was right, that they're trending on the platforms more so than any of the combating anti-Semitism Israel hashtags in general. It's drastically, drastically more trending on TikTok than anything. You know, I, I just want to say something. Can you imagine if anybody in this country, I mean, I don't know, the Ku Klux Klan, whatever it is, says, we need to kill all the black people or we need to kill all the Hispanic people or all the Asian people, pick any group, and people would just be beyond outraged, but kill the Jews is okay. And and, and is a growing movement. I, I, I gotta say something to you, Montana. I don't think there's a rise of anti-Semitism. I think people now have permission to say what they felt for a long time. That's kind of the way I see it. This has never stopped for years, again, since the Holocaust. Uh, it's just now, like you said, being becoming pop, more popular and being okay to so say So what do you it. want TikTok to do? I want them to figure out a way to manage their For You page, to figure out a way to help filter comments that even if you block words on the platform, like, uh, Hamas, let's just say they people can spell it differently and it could still be there. Or if you block a, a flag or if you block a certain work, people can find ways to spell it differently. And I think there needs to be also like they did for COVID. There was a, a message at the bottom of the screen that talked about the CDC guidelines and gave you a link to click for reputable sources to find out more about COVID. I think there should be something like that. Anything to do with this war, there should be links to reputable sources that people can learn more about that should, they shouldn't just trust anyone they see on TikTok. Yeah. And there's just a, so much ignorance. I mean, yeah. there are so many people now that are supporting Hamas, which is great. They kill gays. 
They rape women. They have absolutely no guardrails for making sure that the rights of women are protected. Um, they have no freedom of speech. I mean, and this is who they're supporting? You know, it's sort of like, oh, we need a cause. We'll pick that one. And it's just become this really popular thing. Sorry for um, all the opinions here, but <laughs> we're in the 1930s, guys. Yeah. But that's the thing. People, I think what's happening with social media is people are just not even educated. So they're they're seeing a video that went viral of someone that, how do we even know this person knows what they're talking about? right? And you see this video that goes viral, the younger generation then sees it and says, this must be true. This must be true. We have to believe this. And then they go and spiral into their own video and their own content about this. And exactly the people that are marching in the streets, like they wouldn't last two seconds over there. Hamas would kill them immediately. Oh, they kill them yeah. instantly. You know, so you they, don't understand, they don't even understand what they are talking no, it's, about. Yeah. They're just stupid. Uh, well, it is awesome that you're still just like supporting the cause and everything that you truly believe in. Cause a lot of celebrities are scared to come out. They're so, they're scared to support Israel right now because of all the backlash and all the threats that you're getting. It's still awesome that like, you're not shying away from it. Cause this is a, it's a really important cause. And it's sad that people feel like they can't support who they want to support. Yep. So we cannot stop. We cannot stop talking about it and using our platforms. And yes, I know most people follow me for my happy, fun dance videos and singing videos, but this is a cause that is extremely important to me and I will not stop talking about it and I will not stop sharing about it. Stay strong, Montana. Yeah. Keep your voice strong. Thank you for joining us. Thank appreciate you so it. Much. Thank you for covering this. <laughs> really appreciate it. Wow. Welcome to the 1930s, everybody. Yeah, it's awesome what she's doing. Uh, okay, we are gonna take a break. Uh, when we come back, Lauren Hill, who is just awesome, is also habitually late for her concerts. <laughs> um, she has answered people who have a problem with that in a very strong way. Welcome back to TMZ Live. Harvey and Courtney here. Hi. So, uh, Lauren Hill performed at the Forum uh, over the weekend. Yes. Uh, and she was customarily late. <laughs> um, and it's just her thing. She does not show up for her concerts on time. And she decided to address this squarely. She's late. She's late to it. Yo, y'all gonna be out making on this blood rust. I mean, this is all fine and dandy that she went on this rant, but it still does not like hit on the fact that she's always late and like habitually late. And it's not fair to the fans, honestly, because when I'm saying she's late, Lauren is like super late, two to three hours late. And uh, when you have like live concerts, there's sometimes curfews, you know, you have to be done by a certain amount of time. So these people spend their hard earned money to go see their favorite artist. And then she shows up late. It's just kind of very inconsiderate. And this rant that she went on didn't hit on any of that. Tawanda, this is what you want from Lauren hill she's always like this is what you expect if you're her fans you understand it you get it you're kind of bummed if she's right on time it's like why are you trying to rush through this 
No, Courtney, I'm not expecting that. I'm expecting her to have a good a good opening act, and I'm expecting her to come out at a certain time. If you know your show starts at this time, and you've been late for years on years on years, why can't you get it correct? Why can't you get it right? Why can't you be considerate to your fans? If you're a fan of hers, though, don't you just kind of know that? You bake it in. You're like, oh, I'm going to see Lauren Hill at 8, so I'll get there at 1030, and I'll be there when she gets on. So you just know it going in. And the problem with that is, what if you go to bed earlier than that? Well, you're not going there. No, but aside from the fans are getting older now. Aside from the fact that you know it, it gets to a point at like at Lauren Hill. What point in time do you fix it? Do you come correct and do you correct it again? We are seeing these shows get shut down for for going past curfew. If I spend two hundred dollars to see Lauren Hill do a two hour set and she's two hours late, so now it's twenty minutes. I'm pissed. I got twenty no, minutes. This, this is Lauren Hill of all artists. This is one thing she kind of has. Like you said, if it goes too late, they have to cut off her. But she's only got one album, so she can't go for two hours. She maybe she does this on purpose so she doesn't look like, well, I'm out of songs. <laughs> and Eric, I, I, I want to ask about that because I'm confused. What she was saying there was nobody asked me to do another album. Nobody asked me to do a second album. But her album was so huge. Why wouldn't they? I have a hard time believing that particular point. I mean, maybe I don't know what the behind the scenes was, but like I said, that album sold a bajillion copies and won all the Grammys. There's no way the record label wasn't like, give us more of that. To be honest with you, I feel like Lauren may have been a little bit difficult back then. If she's this difficult now, I feel like she may have been that difficult back then for somebody who only had one album. Yes, it did great. I love the album. Maybe the record labels are just like, we don't want to deal with somebody who's just this complicated at this point in time uh, in their the, career. If they, if they can sell 20 million copies, they will put up with a lot. Hey, this is Aaron from the Bronx. Uh, in regards to Lauren, I just want to say I do love El Boogie. Long live Lauren Hell. I love her so much. But uh, honestly, at this point, if you're still going to her kind Concerts, expecting her to be on time that's very much a you problem she's shown you time and time again this is exactly who i am i'm gonna be two to three to four hours late the show might get cut short and honestly uh a lot of people keep saying she only has one album she has two albums we have to stop discounting the mtv unplugged album because that was a great album too okay <laughs> we've been schooled we've been schooled um okay so um this is really interesting because we have seen the backdrop to this is Kanye West complaining that Kim Kardashian is keeping um, the their kids, kids from him. Um, and we've also heard Northwest kind of talking about how much she loves her dad and how she would like to live the lifestyle of her dad. <laughs> well, um, we talked about that last week. Mm -hmm. Now we have pictures of Kanye and Northwest in... Um, Dubai. And um, she is just, A, having a great, I mean, she doesn't look like, she doesn't look, right there. But there are pictures. That's how North always looks. Yeah, but she there are pictures of her. She's yeah. really excited to be around him. And, you know, I, it's interesting because school is going on right now. Yeah, there's no break going on. There's She's no break. all the way in Dubai. So I wonder if a teacher's there with her. She leads a pretty exceptional life, though. So she can jet set around on private jets. She just honored her father, actually, on Halloween by dressing up as the graduation bear, the famous uh, sort of bear associated with Kanye, Kanye West's early album. So she's a daddy's girl, is what she is. And she is walking around with him in Riyadh in one, in one of the videos. She's in Dubai. So she's jet setting. And it's clear to me that she's just very close with her father, which I, I can understand. I know, but why doesn't he come back to Los Angeles? We haven't seen him in he LA. He has not been in the United States, as far as we know in months. He seems like he's slowly becoming some sort of an expat. He lives in uh, Italy half the time. Now he's in the Middle East. It's, it's very interesting. Apparently he has a place here in LA, but he's not there all that often. Hi, Free from Charlotte, uh, North Carolina. 
Hey, I, I think this is amazing. I'm just in love with how she's so happy to be with her father, even though he's a psycho. But I, I do think this is, <laughs> is a, this is a great thing and a great thing for daughters to be with their their fathers, especially of a mixed race of another race, so he can she can get that uh, culture as well. So I'm, I'm I'm really excited about that. Kim is doing the right thing. I think so. Yeah, I think Kim. Yeah. she absolutely. Well, and and. Well, Kim said she hired a Manny and that Kanye was okay with it because she wanted a male figure around her kids because Kanye wasn't there. And she goes, the Manny has met Kanye. Kanye was like cool with it. And she was like, thank goodness. No, she's (laughs) she's really trying to kind of hold all of that together. Angelina Jolie um, has taken a stand on the war in uh, in Gaza. And um, her dad, John Voight, who used to walk very gingerly around Angelina, he has lashed out at her for what she said. Here's what she said, and then we're gonna play for you what he responded to. Uh, What happened in Israel is an act of terror, but that cannot justify the innocent lives lost in bombing a civilian population in Gaza that has nowhere to go. Humanity demands an immediate ceasefire. Palestinians and Israelis' lives and the lives of all people globally matter equally. Well, (laughs) John Voigt had this to say to his daughter. I'm very disappointed that my daughter, like so many, has no understanding of God's honor, God's truths. This is about destroying the history of God's land, the Holy Land, the land of the Jews. This is justice for God's children of the Holy Land. Israel, the Israeli army, must protect thy soil, thy people. This is war. It's not going to be what the left thinks. It can't be civil now. Israel was attacked by inhuman terror on innocent babies, mothers, fathers, grandparents. And you fools calling Israel the problem. You should look at yourselves and ask, who am I? What what am I? I just want to say one thing. And, and, and look, I, I, I it is heart-wrenching to see you know, children dying in Gaza mm-hmm. to see the civilian population suffering this way. It is terrible. That said, this is Hamas's doing. Hamas knew exactly how this was going to be played out. They went into Israel, they butchered 1,400 people, and they knew Israel would declare war. They knew Israel would come in and try to eliminate Hamas. So what Hamas did was they went and they, they hid in tunnels right below where all the civilians live, knowing this was going to happen. And that Israel's choice is you either um, allow it to happen and say it's going to happen again by a ceasefire, or you eliminate Hamas. So Hamas created this whole scenario. All of it. You know, that's that's number one item. Number one, Harvey, in there in the Hamas playbook is to uh, to locate some of their higher officials, put put these building uh, these these hideouts under hospitals and then force Israel in defending themselves to to then uh, have civilians killed. And I think that's been my frustration with um, with a lot of the celebrities speaking out is I, I don't see people talking about Hamas enough. I see people accusing Israel now of genocide. This is all Hamas is doing the way I see it. I have to say, I, I think it's, I think Angelina Jolie has every right in order to speak her mind. I think Angelina Jolie has every right in order to kind of, she's a, she's an adult. She has no rights. She, if she can study the issues and understand what's happening and she can speak her mind. Um, 
On Hamas, I would say that, you know, if you are, if you know that you are um, being provoked, then you should not uh, allow yourself to be provoked. Um, we saw the same thing here uh, after 9-11. Um, and and we saw what the what the outcome. But what was. did they do? Did they yeah. just did, did they just declare a ceasefire and wait for Hamas to come back with three thousand people and butcher fourteen hundred more? You can't kill civilians in order to say we want to kill these particular military targets. That's the same logic that Hamas is so using. So what is what is what like, does Israel do? Do they just pull back and wait? If if you have particular people that you want to try and go and get, then try and go and get those particular people. How do you do that when they use the civilians in Gaza as human shields? How are civilians human shields when they aren't even aware of the fact? Like, you're, if people are going to the hospital and there's a, a tunnel underneath the hospital and they're, they're not aware of that, how is it their responsibility to, like, not get killed as a matter of But if you know that there are civilians and there's a hospital there and there may be militants under the hospital, then you have the responsibility as a person who knows that with that, with that foreknowledge in order to make sure that those people aren't harmed as a matter of your, your actions. It, yeah. it undermines your entire, your, your entire rationale for going in to say like, hey, we have to, we have to uh, avenge these civilians, but in doing well, no, so- you're not, have, you're, you're, Look, I mean, we, 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 we got a scooter. You're not avenging the civilians. You're trying to get Hamas, but you're right. You can't do this surgically. And it's just an impossible situation right now. I know. What do you think their Thanksgiving dinner is going to be like? Uh, Angie and John Voigt. Yeah, I'm not sure they're going to be together. No? Okay. <laughs> Celine Dion, we have not seen her for three and a half years until last week. Remember, she is battling stiff person syndrome, which is a really debilitating disease. We saw her once last week in Vegas after a hockey yeah. game. She was at Katy Perry's final concert for her residency over the weekend. This was so exciting to see her there. She looks like she was having so much fun just enjoying it. And it's crazy that it's been three and a half years and we're seeing her so active, being able to like move like with such ease, it looks like. It's amazing. You honestly would never know that she had been struggling with stiff person syndrome. And remember when Celine had made that original video announcing that she's been having some health struggles, a lot of people were seriously worried. Um, she looked very frail in that video, but now seeing her out and about at a concert, very good sign, and a lot of fans are taking a huge sigh of relief. But by the way, this was totally star-studded. Meghan Markle was there with Prince Harry, who <laughs> well, Prince Harry kind of looked a little bored. But yeah, I know. I can't believe you said Meghan Markle first. Um, Charlie, <laughs> Cameron Diaz was there. Uh, lots of celebrities. It was star-studded, and even Katy Perry's daughter that she shares with Orlando Bloom, Daisy, had a little appearance as well. And here, she sat there for what, two and a half hours yeah. for the concert? Well, and she looks the exact same way that I remember Celine Dion. No, it's great. It's amazing. It's really great. So the New York Marathon uh, was this weekend, and God, look at the number of people that there. That is insane That's to me. crazy. That wanna run that many miles? <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, it is a thing. Courtney. I know. Uh, so um, lots of stars showed up among them, TJ Holmes yeah. and Amy Rohrbach. Wow, his they muscles. Woohoo! I get it, Amy. They are still together. That's wild to me. So lots of people showed up. By the way, the reason you're sitting here today mm -hmm. is because Charles is in New York because he was cheering on his sister, oh, Teresa, who finished and That's awesome. did a really good job in it. And she was running for a charity for leukemia. Mm -hmm. So awesome, right? That's awesome, yeah. I mean, and get... she gets to hold that over Charles's head that she ran the New York Marathon <laughs> and he never did. I would do it just for that. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to mention that tomorrow when he's back at all, I'm sure. Uh -huh. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>